the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Baron Wiley. Yes, and thank you and welcome to AM 630 KSLR. This is our Church of the Week program where every week we get to, well, introduce you to San Antonio's finest here, remind you that that there's a verse in the Bible in 1 Timothy 5.17 that says, Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. As My name is Baron Wiley, and I'm so proud to introduce to you, a, boy, a longtime friend of ours here at the station, but a friend of mine, uh, right here in our KSR studios, the pastor from Compass Church in Helotus, Texas, it's Pastor Aaron Powers. Aaron, welcome. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, it's my honor. Thank you for calling me man. God bless you. I <laughs> Absolutely. Like <it. laughs> what do they call you? Do they call you Pastor Aaron or what? I try to get them to call me Aaron, but uh, yeah, Pastor Aaron seems to prevail most days. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, Aaron, I know your story. What I, I think I do like about your story is I've been doing this show for a while here, this program on KSLR, and a lot of pastors are military transplants, so the Lord had them come here because maybe a, a job or they're married or just the Lord put San Antonio on the map, but you're a Texan. I am. You're from through here. Through and through. I grew up in San Antonio, graduated from Madison High School here. What year? I graduated in 1997. I graduated in 86. Did you really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. I bet we know some, some, uh, some of the same people. I don't know. I'm much older than that. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> but but fair enough. Cool. Yeah. All right. Go Mavs. Uh, well, cool. Well, then, uh, so so you grew up in San Antonio. And uh, what church did you grow up in then, too? We grew up, um, we were part of a small church plant um, most of my life called Rolling Oaks Baptist Church. Yay. Uh, we were there right when they got started as a plant out of Sherry Hills. And then in high school, we actually um, moved to a church out in Shirts called, at the time it was Parkway Baptist. Now it is uh, Cross Point Fellowship there. Yeah. Uh, Will Deal, who's the lead pastor there, was my youth pastor. Cool. Yeah. And and then from there, I would assume River City? Yeah, we did. I went to college at Southwest Texas State, Texas State now, uh, just up the way. And I guess when I was about 21, my mom invited me to a new church she was trying out, and that was River City. And so well, Pastor uh, Sean Azaro. That's it, yeah. Well, you can hear Pastor Sean Azaro every day here on KSLR at one thirty. here. <laughs> he owes another... me for the plug now. Oh, yeah, nice yeah. bonus there, too. <laughs> and so as you were growing up in the church there, what, were you involved? Yeah, I was pretty involved in our youth group. And then when we transferred to, to um, River City, I had actually gone to college um, to pursue an English degree. I uh-huh. wanted to, thought I would teach English. Uh, but I started volunteering there um, first with a fifth and sixth grade Sunday school class at River City and just sort of fell in love with it. Um, from there, moved into being the junior high youth pastor. And then in 2004, my wife and I came on full time as the, the youth pastors River City. And we were there for, for years. Yeah. How did how did they ask you? Uh, you know, it was I'd been volunteering and, and Sean very early on told us, he's, uh, we appreciate your volunteer, but we can't ever pay you. And I said, you know what? That is that's OK. We're just going to keep doing it. <laughs> Uh, and then in 2004, he said, hey, man, we've had a spot open up, and we'd, we'd love to invite you to come on the team. And, um, man, we didn't even – we knew right away that was where God had wanted us, so we were excited. Well, continue with the story then, too, because from there, youth pastor, and then how did you go from youth pastor to, to pastor at Compass? Yeah, so we 
when we became youth pastors, we felt like God was asking us to be there at River City for a while. I was the the third youth pastor in a relatively short period of time. Um, uh, and so we felt like these kids needed consistency. And so mm. I took over with a group that was going into seventh grade and we stayed through their graduation. Wow. Yeah. Which was awesome. It yeah. was great to uh, grow up with them and kind of get to be a part of their spiritual journey, um, and helping them lay that foundation. So that, that was incredible. And then at the end of, um, at the end of uh, that first seven years, we went, um, my wife and I went away on vacation and we both had the sense of God telling us to get ready for what was next. And we didn't really have any sense of whether that meant uh, moving us away from River City or uh, moving us into another role there. Um, when we got back from that trip, I scheduled some time with Sean and just told him what God was doing in us. And he rolled out to us the idea. At that time, we were a multi-site church. We had one video venue that was meeting in New Braunfels. And he said that they'd been considering opening up a Northwest multi-site out in Holotus and asked if Brie and I, that's my wife, Brianna, would be interested in taking and being campus pastors out there. And so that was uh, at the very end of 2009, and we began a process to transition into that role. And then in um, February of 2011, we opened as the campus pastors of River City Community Church Northwest. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was great. Very cool. I, let me go back to your youth pastor days there. And to be committed, I think the lifespan of an average youth pastor is at best three or four years. Uh, but staying with these kids till seventh grade, is it... Uh, rewarding for you now to have maybe these kids come back and say hey you you keep in touch with that these guys we do it's been incredibly rewarding um we were in a unique place we a lot of guys will get into youth ministry uh, and they view it maybe as a stepping stone to what's next and Uh they kind of always have that vision in their mind for for me i felt like my call was specifically to youth ministry and so the the change of direction was pretty significant unexpected when god began kind of preparing our hearts for the next phase but we do still stay in touch with a lot of those kids, and there's a number of them that are now in ministry and that are leaders That's in the cool. church. And so it's great to see those stories and to know that in some way God allowed you to be a part of that. And they'll look back and say, if it wasn't for that season of me being at that church with this youth pastor, I wouldn't be in the ministry today. That's awesome. It is. It, it does make you feel a little old. You start doing weddings and going to <laughs> going to kids' birthday, birthday parties, party. and you're like, holy man, yeah. So, well, so, so what? Did being a youth pastor in that season there prepare you to be a good pastor at Compass Church? I think it taught me um, the importance of being real with people. Of uh, I found that adults are just looking for someone to be honest and authentic about where they're at and about their faith journey. Mm-hmm. And we worked very hard. River City's motto has always been a church for real life. And, mm-hmm. and we always jokingly said, we, we take the Lord very seriously. We do not take ourselves very seriously at all. And Sean instilled that in us very early on. And so it just prepared me um, to be open and honest, but um, yeah, just to make genuine relational connection with people. Uh, and I think that's the most important part. I think you can, you can, uh, develop your skill as a communicator and as a teacher, but if you don't begin with a heart that genuinely loves and cares for the people God has sent you, you're. Well, that's reflected trouble. in your mission statement because, as real life is, you know, River Cities is theirs is all about being a church for real life. There, your motto is to make disciples who love God, love others, and serve the world. So, how do you uh, act that out at Compass Church? Yeah, so we feel like God has placed us very specifically um, to work and a progression through that mission statement to begin by saying we are going to, and everything we do, we're going to glorify God and we're going to equip people to follow him and to be obedient to him. And to, you know, for each of us, whether you're a brand new believer, or you've been at, at your faith journey for years and years and years, there's always a next level, a higher level of surrender, a deeper level of commitment. And so we feel like we want to first um, equip people to love God and to go all in and to trust him more completely. 
we feel like that happens best in the context of relationship. And so we encourage them to be connected to other believers. Um, we're a church of small groups, so we have a number of small groups that meet throughout the week. And we place a really high value on on intentional discipleship communities that, that are um, having fun together and sharing life together, but are challenging each other to get deeper in the word and to, to, to trust and be obedient at a higher level. And then the natural outpouring of those communities should be a desire to serve the community that God has placed us in. And so we work to serve Holotus in San Antonio. We look to partner with and support missions and ministry across the state, the country, and around the world. Well, I want to talk about more of those a little bit later here, but I actually kind of want to dive back into some more of the uh, of the progression at Compass Church because you said you started off as a church plant and you were River City Northwest. So was it a replay of, of the River City services first? Yeah, we were a video venue. Okay. So Sean would do the teaching at the, the main campus, first at Redland Road, and then after the move out mm-hmm. at the lookout, the, the current campus. Uh, and we would then, on a week delay, we would show a video of those messages. And uh, it was it was a great start. And what I was really grateful is I thought going into it, I you know, I was a youth pastor and our youth group was large. And so I've got this thing figured out. Um, and <laughs> no. that was a very humbling first couple of years. But the the beauty of that model was it gave me two years to be able to learn kind of the skill set required mm-hmm. to, to lead at the, the next level. Yeah, without that. having to worry about... Uh, the weekend communication piece. Um, and so for us, the model worked. We, we grew, we started in my living room with, um, with eight people and, and we, over those first couple of years, grew to about 80 or 85. Um, and so it was a really, it was a really great model for us. Um, we enjoyed it. There just came a point in our story where I felt like the Lord was asking me to, um, get back into teaching. Uh-huh. Uh, and so we felt like it was time to begin a process by which, whether that was at River City or somewhere else, that we could get back into a role of a teaching or a lead pastor. Awesome. Well, listen, if you just joined us, we're talking to Pastor Aaron Powers with Compass Church, our KSR Church of the Week, and they are online at compasschurchsa.com. You can learn more there. Located on Bandera Road right there in Holotus, Texas, right behind what? We're right behind the Express Loop. Hey! So, yeah. <laughs> if you're in if you're in Holotus, you know right where that's at. Yeah. And, of course, if you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-858-5852. That's 858-5852. Again, Compass Church SA. We're talking to Pastor Aaron Powers. And, um, and so talk about maybe then when did the... When did you pull the trigger to say, I'm teaching this Sunday? Well, we were, it was in the summer of, of um, 2012, in July, we were at staff prayer at River City. And Sean approached us afterwards and said, hey, we're kind of beginning to think in a different direction with the with the video venues. Um, and while we had seen some growth, we didn't see the, the, the growth curve that we anticipated. And it was a little slower getting them up and going than we thought it would be. Uh, and so he asked us if we would be at all open to the idea of taking the video venue and planting it as an autonomous church, but still in relationship with, with River City. And to be totally honest, um, our first answer was, I'm not sure that that's us. I'm not sure that we're the mm. right ones for that, but we agreed to take some time. Yeah, Moses said that, and a bunch of other people <laughs> yeah. said the same thing, yeah. my friend. That's a common first response, <laughs> I think, yeah. which maybe is a good thing. I think if you're just like, absolutely, I, yeah. I got this, maybe that's a warning sign, so... Uh, I went home and talked to my wife about it, um, and she was initially a little reluctant, um, but we spent the weekend praying and talking and weighing it out, and we felt like God was asking us to um, to get back to a more traditional church model, mm-hmm. uh, and we realized that we really loved the people that we had relationship and connection with at Compass, and so it seemed like a great fit, and we decided we would take the jump, and so we spent the rest of the year preparing and moving towards that, and then January 1 of 2013 was the official launch of, yeah. of compass as a as an independent 
church. Praise the Lord. That was great. Yeah. Do you remember that first Sunday then? Do you remember what you talked about? I do. So it was January 1, and so we did uh, we did a, a, a standalone sermon called Simplify, and we talked about the importance of creating margin and um, you know not scheduling right up to the edges. And I'll be honest, it was somewhat self-serving. I knew as a church plant, like, there's all this excitement, and people, we need to do this, and we need to do this. And, we need... and so I thought if we can kind of get ahead of the curve and be like, you got to create space, man. you got to leave some time for the Lord to interact and replenish and to give rest. And so, yeah, we opened with a talk on the importance of margin and, and perspective. Well, I need to say happy anniversary. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, I guess that's true. It has uh, been, I'm bad at math, but I guess three four, full four years, starting our yeah. four year. Yeah. Praise the Lord. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's been great. Uh, and no longer in your living room, obviously. No longer in our living room. We, <laughs> we, um, we moved into that facility in 2011, uh, middle of February. And it's been, it's been a really great location for us. We've, we've been able to grow there and, um, yeah, it's been, well, it's you been have awesome. grown. You're doing two services now. 9.30 in the morning and again at 11 o'clock right, right there in the sanctuary. And a kid, uh, there's children's ministry happening at the same time. Uh, and also the youth group meets at 11 o'clock there. So talk about what happens at 9.30 when I show up. Yeah, so you show up at 9.30 and uh, we have an incredible team of guest services folks. I'll meet you at the door. Um, we, in the back of our sanctuary, we have a, our sanctuary is a rather large room. And so we've got um, a space in the back, kind of a little cafe, so you can get some coffee. Free donuts. We're, hey. not, we're not afraid to bribe you. <laughs> uh, so free donuts, uh, big hit with the kids. Um, and we try to create some space before and after the service just to kind of mingle and make connections. I think so many times at church it can be rush in, rush out, and just work yeah. on the programming. And so we've tried to um, give ourselves some time just to be, sort of. And so, um, yeah, it's super casual and laid back. Um, and I'm, then, dr- I'm dressed all right. You're dressed all right. You, man, I'll tell you, you've got spikes on. You may be overdressed. You could you could <laughs> be know. in flip-flops and, and, and gym shorts and be all right. All so, right, cool. Yeah. And then uh, I assume worship starts off. Talk about your worship team and, and yeah, what happens there. Worship has um, our worship has become one of our greatest strengths, and I'm really proud of that team. We have a worship leader named Sarah Mitchum, and she was uh, she and her husband moved here from South Carolina a couple years back, and she came on our team. And what an incredible blessing she's been. She's a, a very mm. gifted guitar player and piano player, and the rest of our team. Um, uh, two of our team, Daniel Allen and his wife Adriana, were part of that original eight, so they've been around from the beginning and. They're super active in leading in worship, and it's uh, a real contemporary, but also acoustic. We don't do a lot of um, a real high production value. You know, it's not yeah. smoke and lights and lasers, and um, it's typically acoustic guitar, bass guitar, um, pretty straightforward, but yeah. uh, just kind of scaled down more of a coffee house or an acoustic set vibe, which is cool. Very nice. Well, congratulations on that. And then, Thanks. And then you go right into the teaching. We do, yeah. And we um, are teaching one of the, the – we go to great lengths to, to – um, just to let the word speak for itself. One mm-hmm. of the best piece of advice Sean ever gave me when I was youth pastor is to never try to make the word make your point, that mm-hmm. you are a mouthpiece for the word. And so um, we don't just do kind of straight through the Bible Bible, stu- Bible studies, though we do sermon series based on books from time to time. We'll also do topical uh, yeah. or felt need series, but everything we do is back to the word. I, I, I looked at some of the, your, if you go to the website there, and your website again is uh, compasschurchsa.com, you've got a sermons tab there where you can see an archive of the, some of the messages there. And while you do see some of those series, your topics are very practical. Uh, you know, I think one was like, you know, how do I know if I'm going to heaven or hell? Yeah. And, and like, uh, yeah, I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll show up for that. You know, of course, I know. But, uh, again, very practical and, and, and relatable there. And, and in knowing you and your style of, of, of teaching, you know, you're not afraid to embarrass yourself, I think. Not you're, at all. You're, yeah. You, you kind of lay it out there. I love the story of, uh, of you, uh, 
uh, hijacking a, a dirt bike when you weren't supposed to, and 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 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think when mom and dad said no, they did. We re- were yeah, this reset was a, that for me. Yeah, so when I was in high school, and we were out at uh, was, that's when I was at Parkway Baptist in shirts, and I was at a buddy's <laughs> house, and we and his parents had just bought him a dirt bike, and they were leaving for the day, and said, whatever you do, do not, do not ride the dirt bike, which. Yeah, there's I mean, your free pass. Might, yeah, for real. What else are we going to do at that point? And so as soon as they are down the driveway and we're certain they're gone, we get the dirt bike out. Yeah, but my friend Jason was an offensive tackle. He's just a, a massive dude. and uh, But I was kind of controlling, so I wanted to drive. And so I'm on the front of this bike, and he's on the back. And we went over a hill and flipped it and landed awkward. And he landed on me and just snapped my wrist. And so our cover was blown. And Yeah. Uh, was oh, so you didn't lie about it when it was over? You didn't say you fell out of a tree? I tried to ignore it. You know, uh-huh. uh, that was I just went in. I, I told him, man, I just need some aspirin. And I tried to go in and watch the rest of the Cowboys game. Uh, that's kind of, a, I think, a man law. If you don't look at it, it didn't really happen. Yeah. But I finally caught a glimpse of it out of the corner of my eye. And I knew this is There's this a problem. Is, yeah, this is no way no one. So uh, <laughs> we had to call. And it was, I mean, it never even crossed my mind to lie about it because uh, my parents had this incredible ability to find yeah. out the truth no matter what I said. So I thought just, just go with run the truth. Run to the light and, there. Yeah, right on. Yeah. That's funny. And then, of course, you tied it into your message there, which was great. And so uh, the, a very easy, practical, uh, life-applicable experience that I think someone pe- your people have at, at, uh, at Compass Church there. Um, elders, uh, support? How, how do you – I guess is Sean still involved yeah, with, so- with River City? We are still involved um, we're con- with River City. We're connected uh, in a network called the Real Life Network. There's three churches. I um, get you. Ours, then River City, and the New Braunfels. And Sean serves kind of an apostolic leadership role, so he spends a lot of time uh, pouring into me and developing me and is a, is a resource that if we ever get to kind of an impasse with our local elders, then Sean can come in and, and advise and help and kind of mm-hmm. help steer us through that. But we are governed by a board of elders at Compass, and so we have local elders. Right now there are five of us that – are responsible for the oversight and just seeking the Lord's vision and, 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 and hearing his voice for where he's leading us as a church. Um, well, can you answer that question then? What is going to happen in the next five years? What are you hoping happens in Helotus, Texas with Compass Church? That's a great question, and that's what we've well, really been... And the Lord knows, right? Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> and so we make our best effort to plan and then leave uh-huh. him lots of latitude to move. But something that's always been really close to our heart is we like the feel of being... Um, you know, a, a smaller church. We run about 250 right now uh-huh. on the weekend, and and we have always said our goal is to kind of be um, small enough to be a family, but big enough to make an impact. And so, what we've put in place is um, we've said once we hit a certain attendance threshold, um, about 300, we want to start looking around and go, maybe is there another pastoral leader in the room hmm. that we can bring on that we can pour into, develop over the course of a year, and then maybe by the time you're at four or 500, you can surround them with a solid core group of 70 to 100 folks and, and send them out to plant, m- yeah. maybe even in the same community. Um, and then we would kind of drop back down then to that 300 mark and start the process over again. And so for yeah. us over the next five years, we want to um, increase the amount of support and connection that we have with other local churches and maybe have started our first our first plant out of Compass. Excellent. Now, one part I le- think I left out and forgot to ask there, too. So it was River City, but then you changed the name to Compass Church. We did. Where did you get the name Compass from? Well, it started actually as me being a smart aleck. Um, we were in a meeting kind of coming over names, and there was somebody on our team that liked the name uh, True North, and they just kept. And I was like, yeah, it's, I'm not really connected. And yeah. trying to be polite, and they just yeah. they kept going. Were they Canadians? They were not. They're just right. stubborn. Well, they were from uh, New York, so that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, it's close to Canada. And they maybe, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they, but they kept saying, no, it's true north, true north. And I, and I finally just kind of be a smart, I was like, the problem is that 
the church isn't called to be true north. The, the church is called to point true north. We're, we're called, we're not called to be the end game. We're, we're called oh, to point good. towards Father. We're, we're more of a compass than, than the end point. And, um, when I said that, somebody on the table was like, well, I, maybe that's it. And so that was, that was kind of how we settled on that. Very cool. Uh, we are, here at AM 630 KSLR, it's our Church of the Week program. We're talking to Pastor Aaron Powers of Compass Church. And uh, they're like, tell us how to get to Compass Church. If I'm on 1604, how do I get there? Yeah, so if you're coming from like I-10 or the 281 area, you would exit Bandera Road and make a right. We are a quarter mile outside of 1604 on the right-hand side. We are right at the Holotus City Limit sign. Our building is the very first thing in Holotus. Excellent. If you'd like to learn more or, or uh, I don't know how you can get better directions than that, they're at the website, compasschurchsa.com. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-858-5852. If you get on KSLR.com, click on our Church of the Week page. You'll learn a whole lot more there as well. Uh, plus, here an archive of, of, of this conversation and also uh, the great devotionals that Pastor Aaron Power shared with us all this week here on KSLR. Uh, as it's the new year there, too, do you already know what you're going to be talking about here in the next uh, few weeks? Yeah, we are, over the, the rest of January, we're... Um We've built a series around a book that Bill Hybels put out a number of years ago called Too Busy Not to Pray, um, and just challenging and equipping our people that everything begins with prayer. Um, we shared one of the devotionals, the importance of seeking God first, no matter how busy you're and what the pace of life is. And so we want to kind of give some practical tips and approaches for h- how to build and establish the discipline of prayer in your life. Um, and then from there, I'm actually out for two weeks at the start of February. One of our elders named Dan Gerard uh, is an incredible teacher and communicator. He's going to preach for those two weeks. And then when we come back, um, we've got, uh, the, we'll go through, uh, we're still finalizing a series for, for the month of February, uh, and then straight from there into Easter. Sweet, 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 sweet. Yeah. Now, something I noticed is you're going to be out in February, the last Sunday of January. I noticed you have something called Celebration Sunday, and it's a quarterly event that you do. What is that all about? Yeah, we, it, it ends up being quarterly, but we feel, um, the, a, a real burden to, to create opportunities for families to worship together, I think. Uh, sometimes we get in the habit of the parents go one place and we shuttle the kids off to other places and the youth off to another building. Um, and so it can create generational disconnect. And so mm. we wanted to come up with a way to solve that problem and create opportunities to, to connect. And so anytime there's a fifth Sunday in a month, on the last Sunday, we have one service, everybody together, uh, and we make that a celebration Sunday. What we do is we preach an adult version of whatever the kids' curriculum has been going through. But we also, on those Sundays, that's when we do our baptisms and if we have baby dedications. or So it's just a real cool time to celebrate what God's doing awesome. all so, across the country. So do the adults make things out of paper plates and macaroni and stuff? When, when appropriate, know? yeah. We actually do try to get them up and do something. We try to engage the different learning types. Uh, so that's that's a lot of fun. And then we end with a – we have a big celebration lunch afterwards. So oh, just cool. hangs out. Got to have a covered dish. Absolutely. Have I grew up Baptist, you so know, yeah. there's no choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, you come a long way then. Yes, indeed. And then not so far with the covered dish right. idea there. Aaron, Talk about you. What do you like to do for fun when you're not pastoring and uh, shepherding in the hill country there in Pelotas? Well, my I grew up a, a big sports fan. Yeah. Uh, I played baseball, uh, and so I have a 10-year-old son, Carson, who is uh, just getting into baseball. And so, did you enjoy the World Series then this we year? We did. Um, Cubs and- I was not a Cubs fan. My, my college roommate, uh, his name's Chris Butler, and he's a lifelong Cubs fan. So. Yeah. We enjoyed it for his sake. You know, we, we were pulling for the Cubs uh, right. and just the chance to get to see history. So that was awesome. Yeah. Um, so we, we watched a lot of baseball, but really our escape is we try to find regular times throughout the year to get away and road trip together. Um, we're trying to get the kids to all 50 states before they graduate. Wow. Uh, yeah, we've done actually the entire West. So now everything's moving east. And so uh, we like to just kind of get in the car and, and drive. Our kids are road warriors. And so um, awesome. We just we, we get them. We, we base trips around national parks and 
just kind of some cool stuff that you wouldn't see if you just flew places. All right, so that's always been a dream of mine, and now my kids are teenagers there, so I'm, my clock's ticking. So it what's, is. what's the park you have to go to? Oh, so far our favorite has been Zion National Park in Utah, uh-huh. and there's one hike called the Narrows, uh, and I won't go into all the detail, but it's one of the most beautiful and incredible things that I've ever that I've ever done. You kind of hiking through a canyon and through a riverbed, and then the the canyon walls go up like 2,800 feet. Wow. Eden, it's only like 30 feet wide, so it's it's stunning. Yeah, yeah. The Big Ben's got can't compare to that. No, right? and Big yeah. Ben's beautiful, yeah. but this is uh, this is something special. Wow. Well, all right, well, I'll do yeah, that. Get so. there. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for you. That sounds like a cool thing. Uh, Pastor Aaron, would you please invite our listeners to, to come to church on Sunday? Absolutely. We would love the opportunity to be a part of, of your journey, uh, what God's doing in your life and in your family, no matter where you're at. Uh, everybody's welcome, and we'd love to see you at 930 or 11 um, at uh, 12266 Bandera Road. We're a quarter mile outside of 1604 on Bandera, and it'd be a great honor just to be able to worship with you and get to know your family a little. You know, I've left out something else there, too. Uh, your church is also plugged in with the Financial Peace University as something that you offer to the community. So whether you go to Compass Church or not, the doors are open to, to hop in, right? Absolutely. You can actually register through our website. We have a class starting up January 11th, and so we would love to have people uh, plug in with us through that class. How can our KSL listeners pray for you, Pastor Aaron? You know, as you grow, it can become... Um, th- sometimes really hard to stay true to the original vision that God gave you. And and we were pretty clear on that in the beginning, that God wanted us to develop other leaders and uh, to challenge people. A phrase we use is to walk together and follow God. And so just if they could pray that we would continue to have the, the wisdom and the strength to hear God's voice above all the others and hold true to the call that he's put before us. Well, I'm confident that your prayers are being answered already before we speak because of your heart. I know you. I know where you came from. And I'm so proud to have you as our KSR Church of the Week, Pastor Aaron Powers. It's been an honor, man. I really, really appreciate you having us in. Well, again, if you've enjoyed this conversation, you can find it all online at KSLR.com on our Church of the Week page, on our archived a podcast page as well. It's Compass Church, again, located in Helotus, Texas. If you just go up uh, Bandera Road and look for it on the right side, That's right it. behind the Helotus lube City Limits. Express it. Lube, yeah, right there. Right there. And again, you can find them online at compasschurchsa.com. And again, I say thank you so much, Pastor Aaron Powers. Aaron, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.